Everyone, remain calm. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. That's how it always starts. And later, there's running and screaming. World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello. And welcome to the 27th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, there's some really cool news. We have an audio clip for you. I'll review Disney Pixar's The Good Dinosaur, and I'll reveal the results from the poll question this week. Now, my review of The Good Dinosaur will have a spoiler-free section, but it will be followed by a spoiler section, so be warned. But I will clearly mark the spoilers with this sound. We are now entering the section where spoilers will be discussed. So be prepared to jump forward if you haven't already seen it. But before that, why don't we get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access new security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, we hate being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. So I'm just going to go with a single news story this week, and it's a pretty good one at that. It was just announced over the weekend that Jurassic World The Exhibition will be debuting in Melbourne, Australia, March 19th next year, and will continue running until October 9th. This is amazing news for any Jurassic Park fan in Australia. You guys get the first glimpse, so make sure to use it wisely. This is kind of in line with many other traveling exhibits, so I hope to get this over here in the States sometime soon. Let me read this little rundown for you straight from the website, Jurassic World The Exhibition.com. Travel to Isla Nublar as a VIP guest and explore Jurassic World. Come face to face with a Pachyrhinosaurus, visit the Hammond Creation Lab, stare in wonder at a towering Brachiosaurus, get a rare up close look at the most vicious dinosaur of them all, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and learn about top secret projects currently in development. Created in close collaboration with the renowned paleontologist Jack Horner, the exhibition is infused with interactive educational elements drawn from the real-world science of dinosaur DNA that allowed Jurassic World to come to life. Visitors of all ages can now learn all about these incredible prehistoric creatures. Don't miss the awe-inspiring journey into Jurassic World, the exhibition. The world premiere event debuts in Melbourne on March 19, 2016, and the exhibition runs for a limited time only. Book your tickets today, and remember, if something chases you, run! So make sure to go buy your tickets now for the Melbourne Museum, You can find a link to everything in our show notes. I was recently on an episode of the Jurassic Unicast podcast. Make sure to check out that interview with James and Steve through their channel on YouTube. Just search for Jurassic Unicast and subscribe. And welcome back to Jurassic Unicast. I am James, one of your hosts, and I'm joined with... Stephen Harrell. And we've got a special guest today. Say hello, Brad. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all adventurous. 
Definitely, 100%. Because I'd love to just go down Main Street tramping on everything. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of them sort of games you just get a thrill out of just destroying stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, we could sit there for four hours and watch a film. You know what I mean? How easily. Do a Jurassic yeah. World Hardcore Fans Edition. Who would you feel is the best characters out of the whole franchise? I gotta pick Malcolm the best character good yeah, you think it's going to go mainland then i think so yeah i think yeah. it's just going to be unrestricted dinosaurs but i'd love to see like a pride of lions um defend a territory against a pack of raptors yeah do you know what i mean oh amazing thanks for coming on brad it's been a pleasure mate yeah awesome thanks for having me on make sure to follow them on twitter at jp underscore till underscore i underscore die a pretty awesome video of a Jurassic World inspired wedding proposal. It's pretty fun to listen to, so check it out. See the fleas. Oh, I can see the fleas. Mommy, can't you see the fleas? Are, are these characters uh, auto erotic? No, no, no. Come on!
So I got a chance to go see The Good Dinosaur this weekend, and I figured this was as good as an outlet as any to give you my review. Now, I won't reveal any spoilers just yet, but I'll save that for later and I'll give you plenty of warning just in case you haven't seen the film yet. Now, I have been dying to see this movie as it combines a few of my favorite things, Disney Pixar and dinosaurs. Now, you really can't go wrong with that combination. So really, the premise of this film is what happens when the asteroid that destroyed all the dinosaurs actually just misses Earth? Well, Pixar has that answer. But before I get into the review, I should probably point out all the trouble this film had behind the scenes. Now, it was first announced back in 2011 that the film would be released in November of 2013. And, uh, well, it's 2015, so obviously that never happened. Um, Apparently, there were a ton of story issues that really just couldn't be worked out in time. So in 2012, they announced that the film would be pushed back to May 2014. And uh, looking at the, the year again, it's still 2015 so they didn't hit that mark either so it really seems like these story issues continued and they they eventually removed the director and a producer from the film um, and moved them on to different projects within the company now they brought in a bunch of advisors to look over the film and try and point it in the right direction so at this point it's it's 2013 and they can't possibly make the next release date so they pushed the film back to november 2015 And uh, that seems about right so far. But there was much more, so let's get into that. Um, Actually, the cast had been revealed at that point, and they actually put a new director in place. But that's not really where the trouble ended for some reason. Um, After the cast had actually recorded their roles, more story changes came down the pipeline, and it was expected that the cast would just re-record their dialogue. But no, that that didn't happen either. Um, A few of the characters were actually scratched, Uh, Some story issues still remained. So after all those issues, they actually ended up just recasting the entire cast, basically. Uh, Maybe aside from one or two. Um, But that really brings us to now, where the film has finally been released. And it gives us our second Pixar film this year, which is pretty awesome. Now, on to the review. Um, I loved it. To me, this movie had everything you've come to expect from a Pixar film. You know, it, it basically made you want to cry... It looks great, and it has an awesome, fun premise. Now, that being said about Pixar, it really felt different from most Pixar films. It did feel more geared towards kids than some of their prior releases. Not that that's a bad thing, uh, but I almost felt like it was more of a DreamWorks or an Ice Age film. Most Pixar films have much more you can grasp onto as an adult, but I don't think this this film really had all that. Um, It was still really enjoyable, and I had a great time watching it, but I didn't feel like it had those layers that adults can enjoy. Um, but like I said, I love the film, and uh, as for the characters, I really enjoyed the main character of Arlo, the green Apatosaurus. Um, Spot was another exceptional character, and he had to really emote through um, different means than a typical human character than in uh, any other film, because he was kind of portrayed as like a dog. Now, there's a few other characters uh, in some pterodactyls, some raptors, and a few T-Rexes, and I'll reveal more about them in the spoilers. Um, another major aspect of this film that I really enjoyed was the level of detail given to the landscapes. There's several shots in this film that are essentially like photorealistic. They look so real, it's incredible. I can't believe that this is just animation. Um, there's a few shots where the characters are roaming through the wilderness, uh, foraging across mountainsides, or splashing through the water, and they all look outstanding and better than anything I've ever seen in animation. 
Uh, there's a few close-ups that are basically indistinguishable from, like, real footage. Uh, I'm sure you can tell my jaw was basically dropped the entire film. Um, even though the dinosaurs are, are really all cartoony and the landscapes are masterfully created, uh, somehow the two just blend perfectly. And I want to give a quick mention to the music because, like any Jurassic Park film, the music sticks with you and connects to the story. Um, and I have to say, the music is pretty epic for this little Pixar film here. Um, it really helps to convey all the emotions throughout the film, and it really stylistically changes depending on the situation. I highly suggest you take a second to listen to the soundtrack uh, because it is a sprawling epic and strays far from those typical sounds that you'd think you'd hear in a dinosaur film. There are times when the composer hits those tropes that you usually hear, but overall they've created something super unique for, for a dinosaur film. As far as the storyline goes, you know, I can't really find too many issues with it myself. Um, I know it probably is the lightest aspect of the film. You know, there's not too much meat to it. Like everybody says, it is kind of predictable, and you have sort of seen the storyline before. But, you know, without spoiling it, I, you know, I can just say it really kept me interested, and it had all those emotional and comical beats that I had hoped for. Um, now, like I said, many people have complained that it's... Um, you know, the storyline was bad, or the film for you know complained for it being weird, or not adhering to standard rules of evolution. Um, I don't really get those. None of those bothered me because this is not the type of film where I should be caring too much about you know the way dinosaurs have evolved. Um, and I wonder if if any of these issues here have caused it to be to be in a you know second place this weekend actually when it debuted. Um, it was beat out by the Hunger Games. Uh, final film there but that's to be expected that's a huge franchise um this is a new movie um but um why don't we get into some spoilers here um because i feel like i probably covered everything without uh spoiling it too much there we are now entering the section where spoilers will be discussed i suggest you stop what you're doing and leave now when you gotta go you gotta go Okay, last chance to fast forward before I hit some major plot details here. Um, you've been warned. Okay, so uh, as far as the story goes, the good dinosaur fo follows the smallest, weakest, and most intimidated dinosaur in this uh, Apatosaurus family here, where everybody holds their own. Uh, one of the things that many reviewers have found weird is the fact that the dinosaurs have essentially become farmers. Now, I have to admit that that wasn't an aspect that I had expected to see here in the film. Um, and it did, like, at first I was like, oh, okay, they've become farmers. Interesting. Um, but what are we to expect when millions of years pass by uh, after the asteroid was, that was meant to destroy all the dinosaurs? You know, who knows what these dinosaurs would have evolved into? Maybe they did become farmers. But I thought it was an interesting take and really not too outlandish for an animated film. So the main plot point that propels this film is the death of Arlo's father. Um, this film feels very similar to The Lion King in that sense, that the death of his father sends him on a great journey where he ends up proving his worth. Now, this film made me fall real hard for Arlo. Um, from the moment he was born, you know, being all super tiny and everything, and then to his father's death and blaming himself and blaming Spot, um, and to getting lost in the wilderness and finally making his mark. They really know how to push all the right buttons. Now, of course, on his journey, he comes across um, a few set of characters here 
Um, first being the pterodactyls, which were my least favorite of the film. Uh, they were very, very much like the hyena characters from The Lion King. Um, and they, they really made the story feel kind of kid-like to me, like I had said earlier. Um, and another one was actually the Styracosaurus, who, who was actually just a nothing character. There was nothing to it, and it really didn't do much in the film itself. Um, it looked really cool. Um, but it also made the film feel even more kitty to me. Um, uh, and then he comes across the T-Rexes of the story, uh, this family of Rexes that were essentially the ranchers. Um, they were herding cattle and galloping galloping like uh, horses. It was pretty crazy. And um, I can see why many people called this film you know, weird or strange because seeing these Rexes do this gallop uh, along the open countryside was a little interesting. It was a strange take. Um, so I guess that's one of those points where dinosaurs evolved into farmers and ranchers and developed this interesting uh, gallop when it comes to how the way they run. I don't know. Maybe it gets them some more speed. Uh, I don't know. So we can either uh, talk about the strange choices for evolution or we should just enjoy this film for what it is. It's a fun journey through the eyes of a timid dinosaur, uh, really just trying to find his way. And I, for one, really enjoyed the film, despite it not being the most perfect Pixar film. But in the long run, I think it's a film that will be enjoyed by, you know, kids, families, adults of all ages, really. Um, and I hopefully think it introduces kids into the world of dinosaurs like the land before time did for me as a kid. So to sum up here, I really, really enjoyed the film. Um, I love the scenery. It looked amazing. The characters were awesome. Um, aside from maybe some of the side characters, they were a little wacky. The music was great. Um, the storyline was just fine for me. It was fine. It, it propelled the story the way I hoped it would go. And um, I really loved it. So I really suggest you go out, buy your tickets, support dinosaurs in the theater, and uh, let everybody know that it's a great movie. And I think all the kids out there will love it. Now, if you enjoyed the film or you hated it, reach out to us and let us know. Send us an email to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com or call our voicemail line and let us know directly. That number is 732-825-7763. Dodson! Dodson! We've got Dodson here! You just went and made a new dinosaur? So since The Good Dinosaur was released this week, I wanted to focus the poll question on something other than Jurassic Park. We all love the JP franchise, but there are loads of other series out there that focus on dinosaurs, some of which are great, others not so much. I wanted to reach out and find out what dinosaur movies or TV shows, aside from Jurassic Park, do you love? Now I reached out to you via Twitter and Instagram, uh, so let's get started over here on Twitter. Uh, this first one here comes from our very own at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. She says, We're back. I used to love that movie. Yet, I can't remember one thing about it now. And I love The Land Before Time, of course. At Reverend Scott says, One movie I remembered from my childhood that I haven't found anywhere is Prehysteria. He also says, I remember it was a kid that found miniature dinosaurs, but beyond that, I don't remember much about it. You know what, man? I really don't remember much about it either. Um, I... 
I did some digging here uh, for this poll, and I dug up that image of Prehistoria. And when I saw that image, it kind of like sparked my memory for a second. And I remembered seeing that kid and his, his tiny dinosaurs there. But like you, that was the only thing I could remember about it. So I'm going to have to try to find this thing and revisit it. And uh, we'll have to trade stories when, uh, when we finally actually get to watch them. Aaron Sloan here on Twitter says, We're back is so fun. The hot dog eating scene has stuck with me all these years. Not sure why. She also says, Land Before Time is great too. It got me into dinos. Now I can barely watch it because I get too nostalgic. Diego Rodriguez says, Land Before Time is so classic. Watched it so much as a kid. At Mazario Jr. says, Land Before Time and we're back. At Notorious NFP says, Hands down the Land Before Time and of course we're back. I have the original VHS. At Boomstick underscore Wiz says, Land Before Time was big in my childhood. 1933 and 2005 King Kong are still great, but my favorite non-JP dino flick is Valley of the Gwanji. At Storm Arashi 2 says, I loved the Land Before Time when I was a little girl, and I love the prehistoric park mockumentaries. At Ripter CPV says, Does Super Mario count as a dinosaur movie? And also says, I still love The Land Before Time. In fact, it seems that its structure became the template for other dino movies like Walking with Dinosaurs. At Corey J. Baker says, Only the good ones. Walking with Dinosaurs should always be watched on Cretaceous Cut. You know, man, I haven't seen that Cretaceous Cut yet. I gotta check that out because uh, the actual version, I can see what you mean. It, It needs maybe less talking. So let's uh, let's move over to uh, Instagram here and see what you guys have to say. This one here says, Yes, I love the Dinotopia miniseries, Disney's Dinosaur, and any dino-themed documentary I can find. The underscore raptor underscore trainer says, All of it, except for a certain few key dinosaur-related series and shows. Claire's at the 18,000 Land Before Time sequels and Walking with Dinosaur movie. Klingon007JP says, I used to be a big fan of We're Back, but as I got older, I grew out of it. I saw it a few weeks ago, and the animation still holds up to this day. My main love, though, is always going to be the Jurassic Park franchise. I enjoyed The Land Before Time as a kid, but just the first film. There are way too many movies. Xenosaurus underscore says, I watch Dinosaur with the sound off sometimes. I have sort of a love-hate relationship with that movie. Beautiful CGI and excellent dinosaur designs, mostly. Breathtaking score, well filmed. Hate the voices and the lemurs. It's a shame that Phil Tippett and Paul Verhoeven never got to make their version of Dinosaur. As far as other dinosaur films go, there's Prehistoric Beast and the Valley of the Guanji. Well, that about wraps up most of the answers there. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who submitted one. Um, it seems like The Land Before Time and Walking with Dinosaurs kind of are the winners here. Um, I'm surprised nobody vo- voted for Dinosaur the TV series. Um, you don't like that one? No, but seriously, thank you so much to all our listeners. You guys are the best, and you're always good for some great responses. Now, if you have any extended thoughts about dinosaur movies or TV shows, or you didn't get a chance to respond via Twitter or Instagram, you can email them to us at JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or, like always, you can call into our voicemail line and leave your thoughts there. That number is 732-825-7763. We hope to hear from you.
This is Tom. This is Jake. And this is Travis. And we are the Drunken Dork Podcast. Tune in every week and listen to us discuss the finer points on superheroes, the latest pop culture news, as well as all of our favorite blues. You can listen to us on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or the Stitcher app for Android. And be sure to catch up on all of our episodes by visiting us over at www.drunkendorkpodcast.wordpress.com. And remember, folks, you have one liver. Ruin it well. Thanks for listening to the 27th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed my review of The Good Dinosaur. I thought it was great, and I hope you all get a chance to check it out and uh, enjoy it as well. Go support dinosaur movies in theaters so we get to see more of these in the future. I also want to thank everybody for reaching out and letting me know what dinosaur film or TV content that you love. I think most of our choices stem from what we watched as kids. So it's pretty awesome to see they still have impact on us today. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. But we are also on Instagram, Tumblr, and Flickr. You can listen to us via iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and YouTube. So make sure to subscribe. It means a lot. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. All the links to our web presence are in our show notes. Now, I know I ask you guys every week, and I know there's more listeners than there are reviews so far, so if you haven't done it yet, go give us a five-star review on iTunes. It will seriously help us build our rankings and make it so much easier for you guys to find us. Now, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, pictures, top tens, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Now, if you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us, and we'll feature it on an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.